Uh, good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, welcome to uh, issues affecting the church today, as we will be concluding our series on secessionism, and today we'll be talking about deliverance. And uh, I am, I am sure that um, the brothers that stood before me have done a stellar job in uh, presenting and hitting home uh, um, this, this issue. So, uh, so dear friends, uh, give ear to me as I'll be uh, sharing such uh, an important uh, topic of deliverance. Um, just reflecting back on the, 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 the situation I've been facing uh, for these past few weeks, um, as you all know that uh, my wife and I uh, recently just had an, a miscarriage and it has been uh, a very difficult time, but yet glorious, having to see the hand of the Lord uh, on our lives. And I was just pondering as, as I was um, preparing for this teaching um, of the old days where I was in uh, a charismatic setting whereby everything was mystical and everything was supposed to be um, directed to the prophet, quote-unquote. And um, I thought to myself, imagine if I... If I was in such uh, a place going through this situation, what would have been my response? Was I going to accept the decree of, of the Lord or I was going to seek for a safe haven through the arms of the prophet who thereby has the power to deliver such instances? So... Such a topic is, is, is something that, uh, especially in Zimbabwe or Africa at large, uh, many have been deceived or many uh, are just following the crowd into, into, into believing that this is the work of God. But um, I want us to, 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 to uh, set a foundation uh, using scripture um, to see uh, how this deliverance ministry uh, aligns with scripture. Is it something that uh, uh, the Christian was left to do? Is, is this something that the Christian uh, is supposed to be doing as they walk in the narrow path? Jesus' ministry was accompanied by various signs and wonders. The healing of it, the, the miracles of it, the casting out of, of demons in people. But friends, the question here is, what was the purpose of his miracles? Let's open in uh, John 10, uh, verse 37 to 38. I'll read. If I am not doing the words of my Father, then do not believe me. 
But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe my works, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. We see Jesus responding to the Jews who wanted to stone him for apparently blasphemy. And sorry. The Jews they wanted to stone him because of the blasphemy. But the response Christ gave them was something that uh, did not sit right with them. We see another instant here in Matthew 12, uh, verses 39 to, to 41, when the Pharisees asked Jesus to show them a sign, Christ responded. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was, was, was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The man of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. Christ was very clear that the, pers- the purpose of a sign was so people would acknowledge God's message and respond accordingly. Likewise, as John states in the fourth chapter, verse 48, he told the, the official that unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The signs were, were a help or were a guide to help those who struggle to believe. But the message of salvation in Christ was the focus. I hope you are you're following. So, now that we have set the foundation of what we'll be talking about today, the main purpose, the main focus of, of why this so-called healing ministries, this so-called uh, deliverance ministries, whereby people are casting out demons and, and devils everywhere in the name of Christ saying they're doing the work of the gospel. Is that biblical? Within the charismatic or new age movement, deliverance refers to casting out of demons or spirits to solve problems related to, uh, to specific demons. It can also be uh, put like the spiritual cleansing of the body or territory or environment, which means that your house, your clothing, school, the store, anywhere else you could think of is prone to be possessed by a demon or uh, uh, a sinister entity. Mm. On the other hand, healing, according to the charismatic, means that one can possess the gift of healing and he or she can heal at will. We'll look at healing a bit later on in the teaching. Now back on 
deliverance. The, the charismatic notion on deliverance is that the sins you commit and problems you face are being caused by a force, by a demon. We, we've heard of the demon of unemployment. We've heard of the demon of poverty. The demon of fornication. The demon of uh, anger. Acne even. Everything you face in life to the tiniest things you can think of. There's a demon attached. And brother and sister, you need a deliverance. How burdensome. Let's move on. So, the ministry itself has become so crafty to a point that the, the, the man responsible for the deliverance process is, 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 has, has reached a level that he understands or knows the kind of demon he's working with by, by the mannerisms it shows. Like, the, the pastor has, 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 has uh, graduated, per, uh, per se. So, but friends, do we see the problem here that this assigns that a believer can be demon-possessed and they and they need to be to be uh, helped, or or the demon within them has to be casted out of them. And we know that th- this is not accurate with Scripture, because we know as believers we cannot be possessed by demons. The Holy Spirit indwells within us, as per Romans eight, uh, verse nine to eleven, which states that. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So friends, where or how can a demon fit where the Holy Spirit indwells? Your your whole being has been taken over by the Holy Spirit. So why then do we see this man saying that, oh, your son has a problem of lying too much. He or she has, uh, he has um, a spirit in him, a demon. That is not accurate with scripture. No wonder why they always try to uh, 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 um, undermine the scriptures. They, they all make it uh, a mystical thing. Because they know that if we go back to scripture, if we stay faithful to scripture and know that all scripture is sufficient all their practices will just dissolve so they have to work extra hard to fight the sufficiency of scripture imagine the the ministry itself is no different uh, to, to the witch doctor 
the witch doctor will diagnose you of the problem and tell you who or what's causing the problem and then he'll tell you that he'll fix it but th there's a catch you need to follow a list of rules so that the charm works or lasts if you don't do it right then all is lost now on the flip side the d deliverance minister also does the same he first does a diagnosis of the issue tells you who's causing it or what's causing it he prays for you and then and then tells you the do's and don'ts for you to keep your miracle. I recall a time when I was um, in UFYC, I won't be afraid to mention, because I was once told if you dare mention or speak against it, your life will be in, will be a misery. Mm. We'll see about that. Uh, that if the prophet prays for you, uh, if you had a problem in your life, be it, be it unemployment, be it uh, 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 you, you're not um, married for a long time, if he prays for you, if he, if he delivers you, you then have to pursue a life of holiness. But their uh, definition of holiness is uh, living a perfect life whereby the moment you dare to, 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 to misstep, you lose your miracle. This is being told to a sinner who already has the nature in him that in, in like 10 seconds you have sinned like 10 times. So tell me, how is that possible? How is that practical? So they take advantage of that notion that, well, the reason why you're back here today is because you sinned. And the people will be like, oh, help me not to sin. Do they help them? Let's find out. The emphasis on this deliverance ministry drives or distracts us away from the real concern, friends, which is sin. James, he lets us know that. Each person is tempted when he's lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when, it's, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. So to conclude, when one is in a lifestyle of sin and say that they are possessed by a demon of lust or theft, simply they're saying mankind is not sinful. Just cast the devil out of the brother or sister and you'll be awed by his or her perfection. That is a lie. Are you telling me that if you go to a certain apostle and, 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 and say, I, I lie. I have a spirit in me that causes me to lie. Are we then coming to the grounds of saying that if that pastor or apostle is to pray for you, you're now free 
of lies. I'm not here to elevate sin. But I'm here to, to do a diagnosis of the view problem, which is sin. We have sin within us and will not reach perfection whilst we're down here on earth. So, to continue, that's a lie that these ministers are spreading to people. This, the devil made me do it is a common escape. Whilst there's the element of truth to that, that the devil is evil and Mm. is for evil. Throwing the blame onto him when we sin or suffer fails to take into consideration all or or the other issues like our own personal responsibilities Mm. or our own actions, friends. People are inclined to blame the devil to, to remove their guilt, justify their actions, and ignore their responsibility and things God wants to teach them through their suffering. The blame game did not start now. It started in the garden. Eve was blaming the serpent. Adam was busy uh, blaming Eve. Just throwing the hot potato to each other. So, regardless of all the external temptations we, we can face from the world and the devil, the very source of it all stems from the fact that we are sinful. Mm. And we're driven by the lust of our own self-centered desires, friends. Yeah. If we... Look at now healing, mm. for instance. The whole idea of, 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 of healing uh, from the charismatic context is taken from s- scriptures like Isaiah 53, 5, which says, But he was pierced for transgressions and was crushed for iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and, and with his wounds we are healed. And then the charismatic says amen to that. I'm not supposed to be sick because by his stripes, by his wounds, I was healed. A text that's, that's, that's misapplied all the time to just fit their desires. However, friends, the context of this text aligns again with first. Peter, uh, uh, sorry, First uh, Peter two, verse twenty four, which says that he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. The text is talking about sin and righteousness, not sickness physical, bodily sickness. 
Therefore, being healed in both of the verses is speaking of uh, being uh, forgiving, uh, being for- forgiven and saved, not to be physically healed. They move on again to texts like Matthew 8. Which states that this is uh, 16 to uh, 17. That evening they, they brought to that evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our, our illnesses and bore our disease. So the charismatic minister tries to connect Isaiah 53 with Matthew again to say that Jesus came to fulfill the prophecy of physical healing. However, Matthew 8 verse 17 specifies that the prophecy was fulfilled during Jesus' lifetime, not at the cross. Jesus bearing our our diseases has to do with his life, not his death. So friends, I'm not saying God has stopped healing people. What I'm trying to get at is, is that he has ceased gifting that gift to man. And no man possesses that gift. Because if people had the gift of healing... We would have not have uh, experienced so many uh, uh, casualties during the COVID-19 pandemic. In fact, I would say that COVID was an exposing tool the Lord was using to expose these uh, uh, masquerading prophets who say that they have the gift of healing. Because when COVID hit, they all... They were nowhere to be found, mm-hmm. friends. I've heard mighty men of God say before our COVID say that, well, I have the gift of healing. God uh, has, has poured his power in me that I can command any sickness in you to leave. But well, COVID came and millions of people died. And, and these, these, these apostles, these prophets were quiet. Where was the power? So, they believed that the, the apostle or the, or, the, or the prophet is capable of of um, of, of uh, healing them because they have that gift within them. These prophets have gone on to open what they call havens, life havens, where they, they claim that the Holy Spirit is saturated. We take, for instance, our pastor's house here as a life haven where he claims that the Holy Spirit is 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 in its fullness. Well, yes, you can come to church, but 
pay 300 bucks and come to my house and you experience the full power and nature of the Holy Spirit. Ponzi schemes. People trying to make money from, from, from the problems of people. But, dear Christian, ultimately, our full physical healing awaits us in heaven. Yeah. In heaven, there will be no more pain, sickness, or diseases, suffering or death, as per Revelation 21. Mama. We all need to be less preoccupied with, oh, I'm, I'm sick, oh, you know, I, I need, I need uh, uh, to be uh, laid hands on now, because if not, my life is over. Of course, being sick is painful. But if we are found being preoccupied with, with the physical conditions of our bodies in this world and a lot more, we should be very much concerned with our spiritual condition. As per Romans uh, 12, verses 1 to 2. That's the most essential thing. Of course, you can ask to be prayed for. You can go to the doctor. The Lord has, has provided so many means for, for us to be uh, uh, healed. right? But that's not the main focus. A man will, will tell you that, well, I have sick people coming in uh, my, 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 my church. So... I cannot then preach whilst I'm seeing sick people. My response to that is, those people, they are close to their death. They need the gospel. So preach it. You'd rather leave all your, your shenanigans of saying, uh, be healed, be healed, and open the scriptures and preach the gospel. Because that sick person may die soon after Church. So friends, in Christ, by virtue of the finished work and victory of the Savior, we are victors. He has provided everything we need to overcome. As per First John 5, verse 4-5, which says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has come, sorry, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. Who, verse 5, who is, who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Ephesians 6.10 Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So much to take from scripture when a Christian is going through dire times of, of pain or, 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 or sufferings. I could simply 
close here and say, okay, but we're done. Because all of the scriptures I've stated, they simply debunk the notion of the deliverance ministry. The problem with some of the, especially the hyper-charismatics or the new ages or the prosperity gospel preachers is the failure to understand why Christians suffer. Is the, is the failure to, 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 to bring into their minds that natural, uh, uh, um, the nature of us humans, we were prone to, to, to be sick, to face just various types of, 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 of um, um, problems in our life. And the human nature in itself when facing problems is to find and escape. So the minister here takes advantage of that fact. You want a way out? I have the way out. But it's not true. He does not. If a Christian is, if a Christian is suffering, they'll immediately become like Job's friends. And to, and to, and to uh, top it off, they approach you and recommend you to come to, to, to their church for the de- de- deliverance. Mm. All those people should just take a little bit of uh, attention to what Job went through. Job was a righteous man who walked with God. Yet for all, yet for his own purposes and for Job's spiritual growth, God allowed the devil to attack him. The important element to note here is that all the testing for the believer is ultimately designed for growth, for endurance, our strength, to have more faith in the Lord, to trust Him more. Second Corinthians 4, 16-18 says that, So we do not lose heart, Light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Yes. Believers are not exempt from suffering. They will definitely experience it. We will experience suffering at times on a daily, friends. And we should rejoice in it. As James, state, as James states. I have so many texts, so bear with me. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 to 14. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial that is... Uh, sorry. Beloved, 
do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Amen. We can even look at um, when Christ healed the sick. A minor portion of those uh, healing were attributed to um, uh, the devil or evil spirits. The Apostle Paul, again, spoke to Trophimus in Second uh, Timothy. He was sick. But Apostle Paul did not come to the conclusion of saying Trophimus needed deliverance. Even, even when, when uh, uh, Timothy was sick, the Apostle Paul advised him to take wine. The same I can say if, if my brother here is sick, I'll just advise him to take some ginger, you know, go and see the, 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 the doctor. Why, why should I feel in my, in my heart to say that, well, I have, I, have, I have power in me to then make my brother well. I can, I can, I can pray for him and through my power that flows within my veins, you'll be well. That is outrightly a lie, friends. <coughs> so now without drifting uh, too far off from um, the subject we are talking about, we need to understand that um, the offices of the church and how they help us uh, um, view this deliverance ministry and healing. We have to, we have to consider what the, the, the church is ought to be doing. For instance, the revelation that's outside uh, um, the revelation that's outside of and beyond that of the Bible is not only unnecessary for the edification and, and mission of the church. However, gifts that pertain to building up the church, such as teaching, um, mercy, and leadership, we still find them to today. The church is so dear to 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 uh, to uh, um to our Christ. Christ cares deeply for, for his bride. He has revealed himself to her. He has organized and gifted her for the sake of her edification and mission. Christ has instituted the offices and spiritual gifts of the church as the instruments instruments by which he has promised to govern 
his church. And the church has to be in line with, with um, its roles. So it's safe to say many of these professing churches, they're not true churches. Because if we place them next to what the churches ought to be doing, they fall short. They become mere social clubs or circuses. You can't be a true church of Christ and uphold the practices of deliverance ministry. They do not align within the scriptures. They don't align with the scriptures. Because they present Christ to people like he's some sort of witch doctor or some genie that like if people just come to him in search for uh, uh, um, uh, uh, healings or, 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 or their own desires he are granted for, for them which is not true which brings me to the part where the gospel is in this, in this whole uh, uh, um, deliverance ministry. In short, friends, they don't align. In fact, the ministry itself preaches a false gospel of telling people that life should be smooth. If you're struggling, you're at fault because Jesus died for you so that you can be rich and healthy, etc. I'd say this. Where the true gospel is being preached, you won't find any deliverance ministry. Meaning that if you're driven so much in, cast, in casting out uh, the devil, breaking strongholds, you are definitely not preaching the gospel of Christ. You surely believe that miracles, healings, etc. are what saves people. Mm. Mm. One may say to, pe- uh, to people and say that people are suffering, people are in pain. Why should I live them like that? But I'll be happy to answer him and say the only antidote to that is the gospel. I'd rather die a poor man and lame, but as long as I have Christ, I have all I need. Mm. I'll take an extract from an article that supports clearly my, my, my point from Brother Titinashe Chenget. I'm sure we all know him. I came across his, his, um, his article and I was surprised how, how aligned it was with, with uh, what I wanted to teach. The brother says that. It is by the power of the gospel and the presence of the Holy Spirit that people are ultimately protected from evil spirits. Mm. True believers are free from the fear of possession. They don't need to, to be frightened by, of the demons 
To, to get them to this point, preachers must proclaim Christ. We preach Christ with authority to permanently deliver people from demons. For the Holy Spirit abides in every believer. Therefore, the more time spent teaching and preaching, rather than casting out uh, the devil and spirits, the safer the congregation will be. This means that apart from faithfully preaching Christ, we should also be concerned for those in our communities or congregations who repeatedly cry out because of demons. Because of such behavior, because such behavior indicates an absence of saving faith and the Holy Spirit. I would go as far as suggesting that the preacher who is, um, who is continually casting out uh, the devil is probably not consistently preaching the gospel that saves. By spending all our time teaching about the spiritual world or interviewing spirits, we're actually robbing our people. Of the, confidence, of the confidence that comes with knowing Christ. Close quote. Now friends, still on the same uh, um, uh, point, even also as I reach my conclusion. We need to understand that this deliverance ministry or I can even say even the prosperity uh, gospel is popular because it arouses the most basic human desires excuse me it offers a way out that that is not biblical it offers a way that is misleading Instead of saving people, these ministries leave people with, uh, with heartbreaks. People are empty. They're angry at God. Because if you see me being prayed for this week or next, I keep on coming back with the same issue. What's the fault line? Where is the crack that's, that's, that's continuing this, this cycle of me having to come back to, to the pastor asking for, for, um, uh, uh, for deliverance. So, but by this, there's a tendency of forgetting that the key to victory in a believer's life is to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a moment-by-moment basis. The Holy Spirit will not indwell anyone who is not born again. So the first step is spiritual... uh, So the, the... The first step in spiritual victory is to place our faith in Jesus Christ. Then rejoice that Jesus is in you and you have his power and his victory. 
friends, I could go on and on because the church in Zimbabwe, the church in Africa has been bombarded with this. They believe that the gifts of healing still uh, 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 are still uh, there and I can, I, can, I can have it in me and heal people at will. That is not true. God c- c- can still heal people according to his will, but you can't. No one has the power to cast out any demon or you know, evil spirits as some may uh, claim. If your church is, is, is um, full of people who are constantly shouting from the t- t- uh, terraces and, p- and people are saying, moto, 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 preach the gospel. That's a sign of a church that is lacking of the gospel. Instead of just pressing on, okay, so okay, if we have more people who need uh, to be prayed for, let's have more healing sessions. No. Let the gospel spread. Let the gospel be intensified. And you see that this ministry will fall. Friends, I hope I've shed light uh, into the gray areas concerning this matter. I'll leave this time for discussions and questions. Amen.